Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 3, titled Return to Omashu. I love this episode. It's great. It's fantastic. And unlike... (laughs) Unlike the last episode, I actually love it for plot reasons, instead of just pure insanity. (laughs) So, this episode, of course, picks up right where the last one left off. The Fire Nation has taken over Omashu, and, my god, to stroll through Fire Nation-controlled Omashu, it's... So unsettling. It really is. Because we spent a whole episode last season watching Omashu at its height. Watching Omashu at its greatest strength. Watching Omashu be prosperous. But then... Fast forward to now, we see Omashu at its weakest. We see Omashu taken over by the Fire Nation. It's almost like watching an old friend go through cancer. Like, it's just... It's horrifying to witness. It's so depressing to witness... Fire Nation take control of Omashu. The Fire Nation having control over all these citizens of Omashu. And even taking down King Bumi. Having him captured in a metal block. In a metal blocks. In a metal box. It's really, really sad to see. And it makes this episode so freaking effective. Just on its own merits. Let alone what they actually do here. So... I love, I absolutely love them going through the entrance and going through this sewer, going through, literally entering through a sewer. And Aang's airbending the sewage out of his way. Katara's waterbending the sewage out of her way. And Sokka's just getting a faceful. <laughs> it's so great. It's so hilarious. Then the pentapuses get... Get attached to... Sokka's face. Aang takes them off. 
And we get our first instance of Pentapox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pentapox. Pentapox. So when these pentapuses get pulled off the faces, they leave these marks, and it looks like they're sick, (laughs) and they use it to get out of the way of these Fire Nation soldiers, get these Fire Nation soldiers to get off their backs. Sokka's going like, oh, (laughs) and the Fire Nation soldiers are like, Oh, oh no! <laughs> we'll catch this and die! We need to wash our hands and burn our clothes! <laughs> Every Fire Nation soldier in Omashu is a goddamn idiot for falling for this Pentapox BS, by the way! It's so stupid. Uh, but then Aang goes on his big search for Boomy. Somewhere he can't earthbend, somewhere made of metal. And then, in doing so, Aang, Katara, and Sokka somehow stumble in to a resistance assassination attempt of the governor's family, including May, who we talk about later. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of great how Aang stops this. May immediately assumes it's him that did it. And then she just starts throwing her little knives at him. And they have this big fight. And then at the height of it, Aang, Katara, and Sokka just get lowered down into this cave by the Resistance. So they have this big Resistance meeting. Where we are told the story of how King Boomy surrendered immediately like a little bitch. Like, immediately, before they had any chance of doing anything to protect Omashu, King Boomy was like, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the King Boomy thing. And so Aang brings up the plan to just have everyone leave Omashu. Live to fight another day. Don't bother going in this big back and forth with the Fire Nation. And it's kind of a brilliant, creative strategy. Like, I love how, see, in a lesser show, they would have freed Omashu immediately. This Fire Nation occupation would have only lasted one episode, and they would never have mentioned it again. It'd just be like, hey, remember that time the Fire Nation occupied Omashu for 20 minutes? But no. This episode, they are smart enough creatively to recognize this is a huge deal. We cannot deal with this entire invasion in one episode. And we will hammer that home by saying, no, don't fight. Don't bother. You're outnumbered. You've already lost. Leave the city. Fight another day. Save yourselves. And that escape involves 
Pentapox. <laughs> the entire population of Omashu gets Pentapox and just walks out of the city. <laughs> and again, all the Fire Nation soldiers are idiots. They're idiots for falling for this. They are freaking dumb. And it's awesome. And I love it. But of course, Aang stays behind to find Boomy. He rescues Flopsy. They go around being like, Hey, where is Boomy? Where is he? Aang doesn't find him that day. While all this is happening, uh, Momo accidentally kidnaps a baby. <laughs> There's like a baby that just follows Momo out of the city. And it's real weird, but I kind of love it. it. It's kind of amazing. It's really well done. <laughs> and it actually has serious implications because this is indeed the governor's baby. And now what results is this big trade, the baby for King Boomy. Like, again, a lesser show would have had this just be a, oh, they accidentally kidnapped a baby. Wah, wah. <laughs> what wacky shenanigans. This would have had no consequences. But because Avatar is freaking brilliant, they're like, oh, this baby is that of the most powerful Fire Nation person in Omashu, someone who can free King Boomy in exchange for getting that baby back. I also kind of love uh, the moment where Katara's talking about how cute the baby is. And the resistance leader is like, he's cute now, but wait until he grows up. He'll join the Fire Nation. You won't think he's so cute then. He'll be a killer. And Katara's like, oh, but he doesn't look like a killer to me. Like, she just completely brushes it off. Meanwhile, this resistance leader is giving this massively dark, cynical view on the world, on the Fire Nation. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, now, before we get into this exchange, I do have to mention the subplot that sort of unfolds throughout the episode leading up to this. Azula deciding, you know what, if I want to capture Zuko, if I want to capture Iroh... Probably shouldn't capture. Probably, probably shouldn't ride around on this big, obvious Fire Navy ship. Probably not the best idea. So she's like, "I need a small elite team." And also, I love the subversion of expectations, where you have that like one episode where it's just like. Okay, Azula's on a ship, she's in command of this ship, and she's gonna sail around looking for Zuko, and she's gonna be obsessed with finding Zuko, it's gonna be the same thing again, and then Azula's like, no, that's stupid, I shouldn't travel around on this big obvious ship, I should just get, like, a couple of friends and go out hunting for Zuko and Iroh, and eventually by the end of this episode, the Avatar. Like, it's... Brilliant. It's brilliant how they dangle this expectation of them doing the same thing again in front of you. And then almost immediately say, nope, not doing that. We're doing this other thing. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. I love that magic trick they pulled. Where it 
feels comfortable. It feels same old, same old. But then they're like, nope. Entirely different. So Azula goes to Ty Lee. Who I adore, by the way. Ty Lee is a fantastic character. Like, she's just this airy, ditzy girl who has this really nuanced, toxic friendship with Azula. You could tell she actually does admire her while at the same time being absolutely terrified of her. And she's just going around doing all these gymnastic tricks, basically. (laughs) Being this circus freak and jabbing at people's pressure points and taking away their bending. It's great. Ty Lee's awesome. So Azula and Ty Lee have this deceptively innocent conversation of two friends catching up. And then Azula tries to recruit Ty Lee. Ty Lee says no. And then Azula's like, okay. Alright. I get it. We don't have to do this. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna catch your show tonight. And Ty Lee has this visible, visible look of horror on her face as she's like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then Azula watches Ty Lee's show and as she's doing these death-defying tricks on the freaking what's it called? She's real high up. She's real high up and balancing on a thing and she may fall, whatever. And Azula's like, Remove the net. Or actually, no. Set the net on fire. What kind of dangerous animals do you have? Release them all! <laughs> and Tylee is just like, Oh, I don't like this! And then Tylee's like, Yeah, okay, I'll join you. <laughs> Azula basically just pressured her into joining. <laughs> it's... It's so evil, and I love it. It's it's moments like this. Big power moves and mind games like this are why I love Azula as a character. And I love the dynamic she has with Ty Lee in particular. And then they go to Omashu to get May. Remember I said I'd talk about her more later? I love this character too. She's great. She has a really phenomenal arc throughout this entire series. I love how she's just like, meh, whatever. Meanwhile, she's just throwing knives at everybody. (laughs) She's a very entertaining character and a very, very stark contrast with Ty Lee, which is kind of what makes this whole three-woman team-up so interesting, is they all have very, very, very distinct personalities. It's very fun to watch those three characters as back and forth throughout this entire show. And then, um, Azula basically just yells at the governor saying, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're dumb, everything you've done is wrong, you're the worst person. May's gonna handle the trade with me and Tylee there. Also, I'm renaming this city New Osai. Boom. Mic drop. And then you have this 
phenomenal third act where they come up with the baby, King Boomy's lowered down in this metal cage, and then Azula's like, hey, I just realized we're trading a baby for a powerful earthbending king. That's not exactly a smart trade. And then May's like, yeah, you're right. I'll risk my brother to be killed. <laughs> I'll risk not getting my baby brother back for this power move. And then May's like, the deal's off. And then big fight breaks out. Azula, uh, Azula realizes Aang is the Avatar after his little head thing flies off. Aang tries to free Boomy. Uh, removes the cage from the little chain thing. So then Azula, Aang, and Boomy all go down the mail delivery system thing. The mail shoot thing. Having this awesome fight. Meanwhile, Kantara and Sokka are fighting Mei and Tai Lee. In what is a brilliantly, brilliantly done sequence. It's absolutely fantastic. And really does a lot to show off Manti Lee's respective fighting styles. I especially love the look of horror on Katara's face when Ty Lee takes away her water bending. And May's like, how are you going to fight without your bending? And Sokka just hits her with a boomerang like, I seem to manage. <laughs> It's great. It's a really, really phenomenal fight. Uh, they get on Appa. They try to get Aang and Boomy off of the mail thing. That doesn't work at all. <laughs> That's a massive failure. So, we continue this Azula, Boomy, Aang mail shoot fight. It's so perfect. Oh my god. They took this fun, innocent gimmick. From King of Omashu. From last season. And turned it into... A stunning... Phenomenal, really memorable fight sequence. One of the most memorable fights, I think, in this entire series, quite frankly. Best. Jury's out on that one. It has some serious competition. But definitely one of the most memorable I really, really love it. And then it ends with uh, Boomy revealing he could actually earthbend the whole time. And he blocks Azula. And then him and Aang have this whole conversation about neutral shit. When you do nothing. <laughs> so Boomy sort of lays out his plan of Listening and waiting for the right opportunity to strike. He didn't want to fight when the Fire Nation showed up. And he didn't want to fight now. Because it wasn't the right time. And he underscores it as the key to earthbending. So Boomy says, your teacher, Aang, your earthbending teacher is going to be someone who listens and waits for the right time to strike. Someone who has mastered neutral Jin. And then Boomy just starts rolling away. 
earthbending his little cage coffin up, laughing the whole way because he's freaking crazy. So, and uh, this is what I love. Lesser show. Would have just had Boomy totally, like, just be on board to escape. Like, yay! Everything's great. Everything's awesome. And now they're just going to fight the Fire Nation off screen for, like, the remainder of the series. But no, 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 no. This series is smart enough. This series is creatively bold enough to say, you know what? Omashu's still in control of the Fire Nation. Boomy's still captured by his own choice. And we're just going to leave because there's nothing else we can do. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. This episode perfectly displays all the subversions of expectations, all the bold creative decisions that I love about Avatar The Last Airbender. Everything I love about how unpredictable it is. This episode exhibits perfectly. And I would say this entire season exhibits perfectly. It's so freaking good. And then we get a very nice, happy ending where Aang returns the baby. And the governor and his wife are like, oh, yay, he's back. And then Aang just sort of leaves. Nice little humanizing of the Fire Nation there. Oh, and of course, Azula may entirely add Aang to their list of targets because why not? (coughs) Sorry about that. Had something in my throat. I don't know what that was. This episode's great. TLDR, it's amazing. I love everything about it. We're going to get a lot more episodes like this. We're going to get a lot more episodes, this season especially, that actively subvert expectations. It's going to be great. It's going to be real good. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here Every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 2, Episode 4. Talk to you then.